0: Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for the rain. Who <laughs> of you know that we are in a changed season? Can I say that again? We are in a changed season. Things have moved. Things have shifted over the last couple of weeks. And I believe that in Power Church, I really believe that we have moved into revival mode. Uh, we are seeing things that we have never seen before. Um, just over this weekend, and tonight is basically part of that. Just over this, just over that, this weekend, we have seen a influx of more new members in uh, this time than in the history of the church uh, in the fourth term come on can we just give Jesus just some praise because Jesus is still adding to the church come on Uh, that should excite everybody that's in this building because that means hell is losing heaven is winning (laughs) oh can, can we just give Jesus some thanks for that amen you know, I heard a, I heard a powerful saying by somebody else, they said this, that hell is continuously winning its, its, its effect over humankind and heaven is continuously growing. And we can testify of that fact, amen? That heaven is growing, that something is happening in this place, in this hour. And uh, I'm just happy to be a part of it. of you are just happy to be a part of what God is busy doing? You know, this morning, well, over this weekend, we took in... Um, we took in a massive amount of people and I am just blessed to see what the Lord is doing. And can I just say this, that I believe that we are in an hour as a church, we have started to decree things, we have started to believe for things. Um, and God is, and I don't want to say it's because we have done things, that God is doing things, but something supernaturally is busy happening. That That's a fact. Are you okay? Are you with me? And um, again I say I, I rejoice in my heart to be alive, to be in this hour, to see what the Lord is busy doing. And, you know, if you, if you go over history just a little bit with me, it's, you know, God has said the hour will come that will pour out my spirit from on high. And as I said this morning, I want to just say it again tonight. I strongly believe that before, according to Joel chapter number two, before we'll see a massive flow of God's spirit over the earth, we'll see a massive outpouring of God's provision on the earth and specifically on the church. If you are ready to go with God to the next level and to the next dimension in that, come on. Are you there? So, I really believe according to Joel chapter number 2, we're going to see a massive outflow. And as a church, we have started to pray that, we have started to declare that, and we are starting to see it. Come on, oh, come on. On a Sunday night, you need to be wide awake. Secondly, I, I want to strongly believe of all of my heart, with all of you here, because we are sons and daughters of God, we have to stand in our, our sonly or our daughterly rights, which is we can believe that none of us will be sick, none of us will be ill, none of us will have any form of that. We have to put our faith in that together. Are you there? Listen, there is a difference, and I, I just want to say that there is a difference by being in prison and prison being in you. There's a difference by being in the lion's den and the lions with you there's a difference and i spoke about that a little bit this morning but i i want to go into baptism tonight isn't that okay so go with me to mark chapter number one uh guys back there mark chapter number one and verse number seven baptism is one of the most awesome things that you can ever do in your christian walk with the lord and i want to encourage every single person Uh, That is here tonight that if you haven't get haven't yet been baptized get baptized tonight We have enough clothes for everybody that is present here. I believe and if not, it's okay We have enough towels for everybody that is here, but we want to make sure that everybody gets baptized. Oh come on, can I have better amens than that? and um, you know baptism as much as communion is one of the only ordinances that Jesus himself has instituted. Jesus said we have to take communion as often as we can in remembrance of him and Jesus said get baptized. We don't need baptism for salvation but you do need baptism for change. Can I say that again? Paul uh, or Peter said he said get baptized and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. He said repent, get saved, get baptized, get filled of the Holy Spirit let me say those four things Uh, listen to me repent repent get saved you can't get saved without repentance so it's first repent then you get saved get then you get water baptized then you get filled with the Holy Spirit then you should be delivered from every devil that has ever been in your life then you should be filled with the gifts of the Holy Spirit and then you should go and work full-time or part-time or any form of time for Jesus Can I say this? To follow Jesus is optional, but once you follow him to do what he's done is a command. Let me say that again. The invitation is come and follow me. But once you've accepted the invitation, we don't have an option. We have to follow the commands. (laughs) Are you there? That's That's massive what I've just said. Often we treat the commandments as an option to follow. No, once we have followed him and said yes to him, his commandments is no longer optional. It becomes a commandment. If you love me, do my commandments. Are you there? But to follow him is optional. In other words, he will make the invitation for everybody. But everybody in this room even tonight will not follow him fully. And hence, because we're not following him fully, we will not see the full manifestation of heaven on earth in our lives. To the extent that we are obedient to the extent his manifold wisdom will be expressed. Come on, are you there? So in Mark chapter number, uh, and, and it's and it's true for me because we are seeing we are living in an hour right now where there are many, many people that seem to go in a gray, in a gray area when it comes to the faith. You either have faith or you have fear. It's either or there isn't the middle ground, there isn't faith mixed with fear. We are full of faith or full of fear. And the problem of fear is fear torments us. I know what I'm talking about when I say that. Fear is a tormentor. But there's something stronger than than fear. And it's to be rooted and grounded in love that produces faith. Come on, are you guys okay? So Mark chapter number one, let's go there. Because I want to get everybody baptized. And he preached, that's John the Baptist, saying, there comes one after me who is mightier than I, whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to stoop down and loose. I indeed baptize with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Please note that. Verse number nine. And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And immediately coming up from the water, saving immediately, No, 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 say that like authority, immediately. Coming up from the water, he saw the heavens parting and the spirit descending upon him like a dove. Then a voice came from heaven saying, You are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. I want you to see something here. Before we see the proclamation of heaven, we see the preparation of heaven. Let me say that again. Before we see the proclamation of heaven, we see the preparation of heaven. In other words, before heaven speaks over your life, heaven prepares you for that what heaven wants to declare over you. Because once the voice of the Lord has spoken over your life, that becomes a promise and it becomes destiny. Can I say that again? Once heaven has spoken a word out over your life, that word has to come to pass. It cannot return to the Lord void. It has to become to, into fulfillment and it's no longer optional. It becomes a word spoken into the atmosphere, into a person's life and it has to come to pass. But often our preparation takes longer before we can get to the proclamation. In Jesus' case, his preparation took 30 years before the proclamation came. Are you guys okay? Are you with me? Now let's, I want you to see something here. They say this. They say, can anything good come from Nazareth? Question mark. Can anything good come from from Nazareth? And when when I read this, the Lord just spoke to me. Can anything good come from Nazareth? The problem was this, is that the guy struggled to match Jesus' authority with his history. Let me say that again. They, they struggled to match Jesus' authority with his history. In other words, you're coming from Nazareth. Nazareth was a, was a gypsy town. It was a very small town. A very, uh, it was a very poor town. And just by the way, just because Jesus was, was born in humility and he was born in a stable does not mean he didn't look for an hotel. Please note he was born in a major, but before he was born there, they first looked for an hotel. Is that okay? Okay, I just want to throw that out. Because sometimes we misunderstand humility. And so there's, proper, there's preparation before there's proclamation. And the question is, can anything good come from, from Nazareth? And I want you to understand here something about baptism and what we're going to do tonight. Is that again I say they struggle to put Jesus' history with His authority. And that is often the problem of life and of people and of the evil one that they, they ask the question can anything good come from the past can anything good come out of the trouble can anything good come from the trauma can anything come good come from that that you lay down the answer is yes because what god will use your nazareth i'm not i don't know if i'm talking to the right people here but i believe it to be true god will use your nazareth experience to give you authority in other places which you didn't have authority before but you have to have your Nazareth. Please note that Bethlehem. Um, let me say it like this. Please note that Bethlehem is also used in the sack I can use it in the same way. Rachel was Jacob's. Rachel was Jacob's dream. She was buried in Bethlehem, and Jesus was born in Bethlehem. So it's not what we put into the ground; it's what comes out of the ground. Because as I've said before, and I'll say again tonight tonight is about not about a a burial only because you are going to be buried with Christ tonight but you're going to sprout out in a planting. In other words, what's going to be produced tonight is new life. But the old man needs to die so that the new man can live again. Come on, is there anybody with me? And you have to understand that when it comes to John the Baptist, when he started to prepare the way for Jesus, he took no prisoners in the way that he preached in actual fact when the people came to came to john to be baptized he called them a brood of vipers heavy he says this to them he says you brood of vipers you brood of vipers why have you come have you come and jesus actually echoes those words later on in his ministry and the reason why john the baptist called the pharisees and the Sadducees a brood of vipers is because John had a serious problem with people that love the regulations and the law more than what they love people. Jesus comes and he echoes those thoughts in Matthew chapter number 23. And he calls them a brood of vipers. He calls them whitewashed tombs. He white- calls them whitewashed stones. And the reason why he calls them that is because they were meant to give people shade and rest and peace. But they didn't give them shade and rest and peace. And therefore Jesus likens them to a group of snakes or a group of vipers. Are you okay? Are you with me? Now let's go a little bit deeper. I want you to understand. When it comes to baptism, which we are going to do tonight, there are three very powerful words that we have to understand. And it's the word repent. Save me repent, receive, reborn. Oh no, come on, say that again. Look to your neighbor, actually like you believe what you're saying. Repent, receive, reborn. I want you to see in all three of these terminology. there's a word prior to all of them. Repent, receive, reborn. So we start with repent. In other words, God says you cannot enter the kingdom without repentance. And I'm emphasizing my R they not because I didn't go to school, but because I want to, uh, get to understand. Repent means I have to change my mind so that the way I act changes. I cannot be saved unless I've repented. And the Bible makes it clear, we have to repent of dead works. Come on, are you guys okay? But the word repent goes deeper and it goes, the word repent means, re means former, repent means stop. In other words, when we repent, God restores us to the top. We were once on top and that was, and it's like the cremora ad, not what is inside, what is on top. We were once on top way back in the Garden of Eden. We lost that dominion. We lost that, that right to rule. We gave it away to, to Satan. Jesus came to restore it. And the first thing he says is repent. I want you to note something tonight and it's very important what I'm going to say now because it's going to help us just in a moment now. There's a huge difference between believing and repenting. Because the demonic world believes, the church world repents. Can I say that again? We have many people that believe in Jesus but they have not repented of dead works. Can I say that again? Everybody catches it. You can say Jesus is Lord. Let me make it simple. We can say Jesus is Lord. But unless our lifestyle backs up the statement, that statement is false. Then it makes you a believer and not a repented saint. Whoever has repentance has dominion. Let me say that again. Whoever has repentance has dominion. What does dominion mean? Power and authority. We have power to cast out we have authority to rule over so if i have repented it means i am back in dominion come on guys are you okay the reason why there is people that don't have the power of god is because they believe in jesus but they've not repented that makes them not christian come on it's getting quiet here i want to get you into the kingdom tonight Because God never called you to be in the church. He called you to be in the kingdom. The church is in the kingdom. Hello. Come on, smile at me. For you to enter into the kingdom, you have to repent. The mission of the church is the kingdom. Come on. The The whole Bible can be summarized in two words. Kingdom and family. Everything is about the kingdom and the way that he wants to fulfill that kingdom is called family. So God's blueprint is family. His purpose is kingdom. So if you ever want to know what Satan is going to attack, look at family and look at kingdom. So anything that looks like kingdom, he's going to attack. Anything that looks like family, he will attack. Why? It will, it, it's God's plan. Come on, just say amen to that. Can you put your hands together and say amen to that? Come on, power. Say me the word receive. The word receive, the word receive is a very old English word. And it actually means conduit or carrier of power. Or container. So when we say receive, when Jesus says receive the Holy Spirit, He is actually giving something that they had had before. <laughs> Come on. It's going quiet now why is it going so quiet i want you to get what i'm saying tonight when the bible says when jesus says receive it means he's giving something that they had once because remember when god gave the command let them let them rule let them have dominion the holy spirit was present are you there when man sinned the holy spirit was recalled the godhead was recalled holy spirit was recalled back to heaven And then God was looking for a man. And right through the Old Testament, you'll find the Holy Spirit coming, resting on a man. He rested on Moses. He rested on Samson. He rested on Elijah. He rested on all the saints of the Old Testament until Jesus came and Jesus gave birth to a whole new race. Oh, come on. Are you going to be, are you with me? And the race that you belong to, whether you like it or not, are supernatural by design. Why? You have God living on the inside of you. And if you have God living on the inside of you, then your natural becomes supernatural. Come on, do I have supernatural revivalists here tonight with me? Come on, everything in the natural can be challenged to supernatural if you have the super inside of you. Quickly throw me uh, Romans chapter number 8, verse number 37. I'm off my uh, scripture here, but it's okay. Romans chapter number 8, verse number 37. I just want you to, I want to introduce you to you tonight so that I can get your legs to stand and to. Uh, Romans 8 verse number 37 yet in all these things which things yet in all these things we are more than conquerors Through what? Through him who loved us. I want you to see God says you will be you are more than a conqueror right not a conqueror more than a conqueror It means there's nothing in your life that you cannot conquer nothing but I want you to see what is the purpose, how do you conquer? Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. In other words, love is the identity, overcoming is the reality. Oh no, I'm preaching to good, you guys are not responding. Let me say that again. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. Conquering is the reality, love is the identity. You cannot conquer if you are not rooted and grounded in love. But once you're rooted and grounded in love, there's nothing that can conquer you. Oh, come on, there's no height, no depth, no angel, no demon, no principality, no power. Nothing but nothing but nothing can conquer the Christian that understands that they are rooted and grounded in love. And so my identity is rooted and grounded in love. Save me, rooted and grounded in love. Okay? So when he says repent, it means he wants you to receive. So once you repent, you can receive. Because once you've repented, you can receive because you have been reborn. Here's a fact. Fact check. The reason why many have not received is because they have not repented and they are actually not reborn. If I ask you the question, what is the language of Christians? Some of you will say tongues. It's wrong. The language of Christians are faith tongues is the method to faith (laughs) the lan let me say again the Christian language is faith if I go to South Africa well no South Africa is a bad example if I go to Germany the Germans speak German right if I go to Australia they speak a a derivative of English if I go to uh, um, China I'm going to hear Chinese the language gives the country away which gives the culture away. The language of the church is faith. The culture of the church is the supernatural. The methods to faith is the word of the Lord and speaking in tongues. Because faith comes by hearing, hearing comes by the word of the Lord and faith comes by praying and praying in the Holy Spirit. So the more you pray in the Holy Spirit, the more faith you get. So our culture is supernatural. In other words, the day should never come that a unnatural thing is in our midst and it doesn't get challenged. Oh, come on, guys. Are you, are you with me? We can never not contend for the supernatural. We can never not contend for God to do things in a supernatural way. We have to trust the Lord. So faith is our language. Come on, just give Jesus some praise here. Are you okay? So save me, repent, receive, reborn. The reason why many have fallen into into timidity, I believe, in this hour, is because again I say we have not really repented. And therefore we cannot receive power fully because, and then we can't be fully reborn. Um, over this weekend, you know, during this week I'm, as I, I minister in, in Port Elizabeth and as we were there, You know, we saw many people being set free and being restored into their identity. And it was interesting for me that we didn't pray once for deliverance, yet devils came screaming out of many. We didn't pray for deliverance, actually. We just introduced the kingdom. And when the kingdom was introduced, devils automatically fled. Because it's a clash of kingdoms. Oh, come on, are you guys with me? Like for example on the Wednesday night I called out at the end of the, the, almost at the end of the service the Lord spoke to me about suicide and and the Holy Spirit made it clear. He said there's people here that want to commit suicide but if you pray for them and if they respond I'll open up a supernatural door for them and I'll help them. I made the call people respond and I didn't pray one prayer of deliverance actually not that I, I, maybe I should have but that was not what the Holy Spirit led me to do. Yet the Lord just said to me just pray for all of them and affirm them whom they are in me. And that's the prayer i prayed and i love them and as i love them the devil couldn't take it it's a clash of two kingdoms come on are you guys okay so i want you to see something here and i started off with that save me repent receive reborn the difference between all the gospels is this year with mark is the father says not like in in matthew And in Luke, you'll see, he says, this is my beloved son. But in Mark, Mark goes in a different direction. He says, you are my beloved son. In other words, God brings him, and I want you to understand this. God brings him validation. He says, this is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. This is. God brings him validation after obedience. Are you there? So the voice of validation comes over his life. After he was obedient. So he had to go to the waters of repentance and by the way Jesus had nothing to repent of. So the only reason why he could go to the water of repentance was to model something for us that we need to do tonight. So he was modeling obedience to the scriptures. He was modeling repentance even though he had nothing to repent of. But you and I have fallen short of the glory of God we have to repent. And again, I say we have to repent of dead works. We have to repent. I believe more than ever. We have to repent of everything that we try in our own strength. Oh, come on. Can I have an amen for that? So as I, as I looked at this, the Lord gave me the sentence this afternoon. and I want to give it to you tonight. The character of my life will depend on which voice I want the most. The character of my life will depend on which voice I want the most in other words if my identity is birthed from heaven I want heaven's validation over my life but if my identity is born from the world I would want the world's voice into my life our validation speaks to our character are you guys okay are you with me is that a little bit deep for a Sunday night I want you to see something, and maybe this will make sense. When he came up, the Spirit came down. Let me say that again. When he came up, the Spirit of the Lord came down. It was automatic. When the Son went under the water and merged himself in obedience to the Father, the Bible says the Spirit came down. But before the Spirit came down, the voice came out. Oh, the voice came out and the voice opened up the heavens and it was never shut again in actual fact the heavens are still open to this day so the Bible says and the the skies was rent open you have to understand the power of that scripture that is the scripture of Isaiah where Isaiah says rent the heavens and let your spirit come down and so when Jesus went down in the waters of baptism and he came up out of the waters of baptism God spoke immediately And the Bible says God spoke this is and in Mark he says you are my son in whom I'm well pleased. I please want you to see that the validation comes before the actions. Because from the point of obedience Jesus will start to act. But it wasn't a single obedience that made him the son of God. What made him the son of God is he stayed in obedience continuously. He needed to stay obedient to the Father many times. Are you there? Right through His life. In actual fact, if Jesus did not stay obedient to the Father, what would have happened is that somebody else would need needed to come and die for us. Come on, are you guys okay? So the reason why you need to become, why you need to be baptized tonight is because you are being validated by heaven. Let me go a little bit deeper. I want you to understand this. Right after the validation comes a temptation. Let me say that again. Right after the validation comes temptation. The devil doesn't wait. Right after validation, temptation. So look, look at verse number 12. Immediately the spirit drove him into the wilderness. And he was there in the wilderness for 40 days, tempted by Satan. And it was with the wild beast and the angels ministered to him. And I want you to see what the devil says to him. And I want to quickly show you here out of the book of Matthew. In the book of Matthew, Jesus, the devil says to Jesus this. He says, if you are the son of God, turn these stones into bread. Right? That's a temptation. Jesus says, I do not live, man will not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of my father. Right? So the temptation that Satan brought to Jesus was a temptation of validation. In other words, if you are the son, prove who you are. Come on, if you are, prove. If you are, jump down and your angels is commanded to protect you. If you are. The test was if you are. The temptation was if you are. And I want you to see something here. Jesus cannot be tested on the if you are or he, does, he cannot be tested on the validation even though he was tested on it. And I just want you to understand what I'm, what I'm saying here because it's very important. Jesus received his validation in the waters. <laughs> the devil start, tried to tempt him on the very same thing in the wilderness. Oh, come on, it's very quiet here tonight at power, um, And I want us to get into life here. Let me reword it and say it like this. I've already been validated in the waters. I don't need to be approved in the wilderness. Can I say that again? I've already been validated in the waters. I don't need to be proved in the wilderness. So therefore the wilderness that the Holy Spirit then led Jesus to was for the sake of getting into power. Because the Bible says, as Jesus came out of the wilderness, He came out of the wilderness with power. Are you there? That means that the wilderness, listen to me carefully, the wilderness was to authorize and to legalize that He is the Son. Let me reword it. Any wilderness experience that you will ever have in your life is to legalize that you are who you say you are. Come on. How will we know our faith is real unless our faith is to be tested? Let me say it like this. When they take notes and they want to do a, a, uh, like a crime of notes and they copy notes, do you know that they, to find out what is fake, they just go back to what is the original? Are you, are you okay? They just go back to the original because you have to copy the original. And if you study the original closely, you can easily identify the fake. Are you guys, do you understand what I'm saying? And so we have to understand that our faith is to be proven and the Lord will allow things on us to prove that that is in us. Come on guys, are you okay? And so why, what is the waters of baptism for? The waters of baptism is, is for a merging and a becoming one with Jesus. And so that's why every Christian or every believer has to be baptized. Because when you get baptized, it is a sign that you're laying off the old man and you're putting on the new man. It's a sign that you are dying with the Lord. And as you come out of the water, the old is gone and the new has come. It's, it's almost like you can say it's a change of name and a change of, of nature. I was baptized um, when I was very small. I got baptized when I was at the age of 11. Got full, no baptized at 9, filled of the Holy Spirit at, at 11. And then when I turned 18, I wanted to rededicate my life again to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I gave my life again to Him. Um, I just wanted to be very sure. And then I failed to be baptized again. And so I went again through the waters of baptism. In other words, it doesn't matter how many times you've been baptized. Just be sure that your life gets changed. Come on, are you there? And so I want to free you tonight and really say that tonight to you. That if you feel led to be baptized tonight, then get baptized. But don't wait in the waters of baptism you have to understand that the purpose of the waters of baptism Romans chapter number six with Mark chapter number one is so that you might be endued with power God wants the old man gone so that the new man can live if I would put a block down here on the stage and in the inside of that block is a horse I will chisel away at everything that doesn't look like a horse right If you are made in the image of God and called to become into the image of God, Romans chapter 8 verse number 29, God is going to chisel away at everything that doesn't look like Jesus. Because at the end of the day, we have to conform into the image of God. You are made in His image and in His likeness. And for you to not think like God, somebody needs to tell you that. Come on, are you guys okay? Okay. And so why can we celebrate baptism tonight? Why is baptism so important? And why does every Christian need to be baptized? An actual fact is, there's, there's multiple baptisms that a Christian needs to go through. And I'm going to pray for the one aspect tonight for you, um, because the second aspect you're going to do tonight. We have to be baptized in power, or baptized in the Holy Spirit. Are you there? We have to be baptized with fire, because he will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and with fire. So that's the second baptism then you get the baptism of love romans chapter number five verse number five and then you get the baptism of repentance which is what we're going to do tonight and christians need to be baptized in all four we need to be baptized in the holy spirit the evidence of being filled of the holy spirit is two things you'll be able to witness and you'll be speaking in tongues if you have no desire to witness to nobody and if you don't have the ability to speak in tongues, I want to, I want to actually uh, encourage you to get properly saved, get filled of the Holy Spirit and get on mission of Jesus. Come on guys, are you there? But if we have lost all of our desire to witness to people and we have lost all of our desire to be supernatural, then it might be possible that we're not saved. Come on, are you guys Okay. Oh, just give Jesus some praise, please, here and empower Tonight, we want to see the Lord move upon your lives. So again, I, I say it's important. Say me those three words again. Repent. Repent. Receive, receive. Reborn. God wants us on top again. But for us to come on top, we have to receive. For us to receive, we have to be reborn. Quickly throw for me out 2 Corinthians 5, verse number 17. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. I just want you to see that scripture. Because if we understand, if we understand the scripture, repent, receive, reborn, we're going to start to live differently. Therefore, look there. Therefore, if anyone is, oh, you've missed the word. Therefore, if, if anyone is, in Christ. Do you see that word in? So it is not what is in you, is what you are in so you are in Christ are you there see that word in go for me to Ephesians chapter number 2 verse number 6 I want you to see something very important and He raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus are you there Go for me to Ephesians chapter number 6, verse number 10. I want to show you something because we are, we are missing these things in the Bible. Finally, my brethren, be strong. Do you see a word there all the time? What is the word? In. So you are in Christ and God is in Christ. Oh, let me say this slowly you are in Christ and the Father is in Christ and the Holy Spirit is in God and all of them are three in one so let me make it simple the Holy Spirit introduces you to Jesus Jesus introduces you to the Father if you are in the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit puts you in Christ Christ puts you in the household of God. So if you are in the Holy Spirit, you are in Christ, but you cannot be in Christ without the Holy Spirit. And you cannot be in the household of the Father without Jesus. So when we are baptized tonight, what happens is you go back to 2 Corinthians 5.17. very simple I don't want to make it complicated it's just a it's just a matter of understanding what what you must understand tonight because unless unless we get what the Lord wants to do therefore if anyone anyone is in Christ he is a new creation all things have passed away behold all things have become new I want you to see something here all things have become new the Bible says you are called a new creation A new creation here means that you have been born from above. And because you have been born from above, you are now a new being. The old has gone, the new has come. And so as we get baptized, what happens is that as we go under the water, it is us dying to the old man. When we come out of the water, it is us that gets resurrected with Christ. Come on, are you guys there? And now being resurrected with Christ, the same power that rose Jesus from the dead now dwells in us. But again, I'll say, Oh, come on, let's just give Jesus just a little bit of praise here. Yeah? But but again, I say we have to look at these three words repent, receive, reborn. And I want to make sure we understand these three words before we pray for people because unless we repent, we cannot receive. And if we don't receive we are not reborn let me go back to my original statement when I started off the when we start off I said to you to follow Jesus is optional to do what he did is a command can I say that again to follow Jesus is optional to do what he did is a command so we have got no choice once we have said yes we have to do the commandments So, when Jesus lived his life, he modeled a life for us. What is the life that he modeled? He modeled a life of the supernatural. He modeled a life of healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out devils. He modeled a life of, and the biggest thing that he modeled was obedience to the Father. He was constantly living in obedience to the Father. Because he says that of himself, he says, I do nothing unless I see, and I do nothing unless I hear. Are you, are you guys okay? Are you with me? And because Jesus saw and because Jesus heard, the Bible says he constantly stayed in communion with his Father. That's why we are emphasizing prayer so heavily during the season because we understand that if you are in communion of the Father, it is impossible to be in communion of the world. Go to James 4, 4 quickly for me. Last scripture. Otherwise I'll, I'll go into too many scriptures tonight. Everybody that is online, I see many people that is online. Quickly, quickly as the people are online, tag the people, share this stream, get it out to people. I want you to see just James 4.4. adulterers and adulteresses. Heavy scripture. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Please see what Jesus is saying there. Let me say that again: adulterers and adulteresses, both classes. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever, therefore, wants to be a friend of the world, makes himself an enemy of God. Go with me. And just keep that scripture now. Uh, go with me to the last one, John 14:1. I want you to see something here, John 14:1. Please. Giving the guys a bit of skills there at the back. Just go to John 14, 1. Otherwise, I'll quote it. Just John 14, 1. Come, Sam. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. Verse two. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have gone. I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, you may also also be. Guys, just wait. Don't move it while I'm reading. I'm not that good. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, you may always also be. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Verse number five. And Thomas said, "Lord." We, Thomas said Lord we do not know where you are going and how can we know the way and Jesus said I am the way and he that comes Jesus said to him I am the way the truth and the life no one can come to the father except through me okay verse number 7 if you had known me you would have known my father also and from now on you have known him and have seen him verse 8 I'm going to go all the way to 10 and Philip said to him Lord show us the father it is sufficient for us verse number 9 and jesus said to him i have i been with you so long and yet you have not known me philip how, how he who has seen me has seen the father so how can you say show us the father verse 10 last one do you not believe that i am in the father and the father in me remember the scripture that i just said to you i said when you are in christ you are in the father look there there i just told you that do you not know Do you not believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Are you with me, church? Go to verse number 11 quickly. Just want to see if it's the verse that I'm looking for the whole time. Come on, guys. There's a verse 11 there believe me that I'm in the Father and the Father in me or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Oh no, I can't. Let me go to my own Bible here. This is taking too long. I want you to see a scripture here. Save, save me new creation. No, no, no. Say again, new creation. Because I want you to see something here. In verse number 13. Go to verse 13 for me. And whatever you ask, please see, it doesn't put a condition there. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do for you, that thy father may be glorified in the son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So let's go back to our three words save me, repent, receive. Reborn, I want you to now. I'll put put all all of it for you together that you can understand tonight what we are and that it will jell and it will come into your own hearts tonight because it's so important. The scripture Jesus wants you to repent so that you can receive, so that you can be reborn, or I can say it differently Jesus wants you to repent so that you may be reborn, so that you can receive. So repentance is the start or the access into the kingdom. Being reborn is the effect of that repentance. And receiving the Holy Spirit is the effect of being reborn. Come on, everybody, okay. And so lastly, I would want to say this as I call on you tonight to be baptized, is that you have to understand that as you get baptized tonight, what you are doing is you are affirming that you have been reborn. And now that you are affirming that you are re- being reborn you want to receive and now that you want to receive from god it means that automatically you want to go on mission with god come on are you are you there and i want to i want to challenge you tonight to go on mission of god and not ever to be satisfied with the normal christian life you have to become a christian that wants to receive because i don't know about you but it will mean it will be futile for me if we have been re- reborn and then we can do nothing for God. It doesn't make sense for me. Rather, I want to be reborn. I want to be filled of the Holy Spirit so that I can go on mission of God. Are you there? So we have to delight ourselves when the kingdom of darkness gets casted out. We have to get delight ourselves when we are filled of the power. We have to delight ourselves when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. We have to delight ourselves and one of the greatest methods that you can do so is to be baptized. Come on, are you there? In other words, you don't want to miss the opportunity to get baptized. You don't want to miss the opportunity to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You don't want to miss the opportunity to do something for the Lord whilst we are here. Because the things of this world is waxing worse and worse. But the kingdom of this world will become the kingdoms of our God. In other words, we are living in a time and an hour where we will see the kingdom of God being expressed more and more and more and more. And the awesome thing about that is, is all of us that sit here tonight and everybody online, all of us are part of the movement of the king. And God is expanding his kingdom rapidly. That's why you will sit here tonight and you'll feel a tugging at your heart to, for you to be filled and for you to be uh, to going on mission of the Lord. You'll, you'll feel a tugging in your heart that we are not in a normal season. You'll feel a tugging in your spirit that this is a supernatural season and you're right. This is a supernatural season. God has accelerated everything and things that took us months will take us weeks. Things that took us weeks will start to take us days. God has activated a supernatural season. And I believe we have moved into the season of the supernatural. I believe we will see we will see healings. I believe we will see miracles. I believe we will see God doing things uh, in finances of people. I believe God's gonna wipe things clean. I believe the Lord's gonna do stuff that we couldn't do before, we're gonna do now because the Lord has actioned a new season. It happened when it turned five, seven, eight, three. Everything shifted there because God has got an agenda. His agenda is the kingdom. And we all get to be a part of it. Hallelujah. Come on. Listen, if the kingdom doesn't excite you, what excites you? Because the things of this world cannot excite us. What excited me, let me say it like this. What excited me, like on Wednesday night, and we're going to pray tonight for people for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. What what excited me on Wednesday night was this. What what excited me to, to see the devils come out. It excited me to see the, how the faces of young people change. How light comes in. As the smiles return. How peace settles in their eyes. It excites me. Because that is the kingdom of God. Are you, are you guys okay? It excited me. Like I prayed for this one lady. She fell on the ground. She, she went like a, with like a snake and they picked her up and they brought it to me and as as the lady was standing in front of me um it happens various times that you know demons will express themselves differently <laughs> and this lady hissed at me or the de- the devil inside of her hissed at me i said listen you can hiss all you want but you aren't going to get out tonight and then what does the devil do the devil goes she falls on the ground there she goes again i said bring her here please because we delight, we rejoice when the kingdom of God is manifested. Come on guys, are you there? Shouldn't we, shouldn't we be a people that wants to demonstrate the kingdom of God? Shouldn't we be a people that wants to see the blind, see the deaf hear, the lame walk? Should, don't we want to be a people that see other people being set free by the scandalous love of God? Come on. I don't know about you, but I've been born to be a supernaturalist or I've been born to be a revivalist. Revive. Revive. Amen. Come on, are you you in with me? Are you there with me tonight? Did you say, listen, I'm in with this. I want to revive. I've been born to revive things. Come on, guys. We are in the hour where we can't be in a gray area again i say with faith or without faith we have to choose one i just know fear is not a good place to be it's a tormenting spirit fear torments love doesn't torment are you there and so tonight i i preached actually too long tonight but i i wanted to get across tonight that god always does god always does preparation Validation, temptation. If you understand those three words, you'll understand the whole Christian life. Preparation, (laughs) and you can't choose your preparation. Validation, temptation. Let me use David's life quickly. God prepared him on the backside of the wilderness, God validated him in front of Goliath. Are you there? His temptation was Bathsheba. But thank be to God, David overcame that. Are you there? If you look at Jesus, he was prepared for three years. He was validated. And he overcame temptation and he overcame the world. That's why in James 4, 4, the scripture that we quoted, we cannot be in in love with the thing that he overcame. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Are you guys okay? Are you with me? What amazes me still, and I'll I'll close with this. What amazes me in this hour, what amazes me, and I want us to respond tonight. what, What amazes me in this hour, and it really does. It amazes me how people can still come to church and yet they don't change. Are you there? Or let me say it like this. It is a sad fact that many are in the church not in the kingdom. Many believe yet they don't demonstrate. It's like it's like selling the flyer of a of a vacuum cleaner but never giving the vacuum cleaner. We have to be a Christians that can back up what we say we believe in. Come on guys, are you with me? Like with this lady that I prayed for, uh, when she slithered like a snake and I prayed for her, at first when I prayed for her, that devil didn't move. It was strong. And then I thought to myself, and my immediate natural thought was this, oh, maybe I should, uh, maybe I should pray a little bit more or do this. But I, I felt in my heart, no, that's not how this, this, this devil is gonna move. This devil will move based on authority. And I know authority is not based on what I do. Authority is based on who I am. So let me just throw this out. It it will tease you a little bit. If I need to pray to get in faith, to get a devil out, then I haven't prayed enough at all. I should be prepared at all times. And so to cast out that devil was, was easy in the sense of you rest in your identity. I am a son. How do I know I'm a son? Why I spent time with the king prior to the meeting. Prior to that meeting I spent time with the king. Prior to that day I also spent time with the king. And prior to that day I also spent time with the king. So by the time I get to something that needs the kingdom, I can bring the kingdom why I've been with the king. Are you with me? So then it's not a contest because many of you that sit here tonight and even people that will be online The first thing that Satan will put into your mind is that you don't have enough authority Now, you do have if you are living the lifestyle of a Christian Come on What is the lifestyle of a Christian? Can I go there just for two seconds? The lifestyle of a Christian is very simple Obedience Submission Humility Servanthood This is Christianity We have to model it daily. It's not optional. Are you guys okay? And so tonight what I want to do is this. I want to pray for people to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because I don't think we'll have the opportunity to to pray for you when you get to the waters of baptism. But we do have the opportunity to do that now. And to pray for you now for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Because you need Him. Oh, come on can I just say that again you need the Holy Spirit without the Holy Spirit we are going to do absolutely nothing on this planet but with the Holy Spirit all things becomes possible can I say that again with the Holy Spirit all things becomes possible come on guys are you there and so tonight I, I want to pray for that I want to pray for the infilling of the Holy Spirit because I want us to get to the place of being, understanding that we are new creations. I want us to contend for the supernatural. And when we contend for the supernatural, we cannot live the ordinary life. We have to live the extraordinary life. We have to look for that that we do not see yet understand to be true. Because faith, and on the close of this statement, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Right? so we live a life convinced of what we don't see yet we believe it's true come on guys are you there and so i want us to stand maybe and as we as we stand tonight just in this in this next couple of moments what i want us to do first and foremost i want us to to first honor the lord and as we honor the lord i want us to pray for the infilling of the holy spirit is that okay so there we are i want you just to lift your hands to the lord And as you lift your hands to the Lord, I want to pray for you tonight. And as we get prayed for tonight, I want us to move into a place of understanding our identity in the Lord. Father, I want to pray right now. Lord, why don't you just lift your hands, everybody in the building. Father, thank you that right across this building, Lord, we can pray in this night that uh, an understanding of our identity gets shaped in our own hearts. That we'll understand that we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. And because we are sons and daughters of the Most High God, Lord, we can contend for the supernatural. And Father, I want to pray for that in this night across all of these beautiful people. Lord, that every one of us can understand that you've called us to repent, to receive, because we have been reborn in Jesus' name. Father I want to thank you that in this night all of us can understand once you've received Jesus we can have the gift of the Holy Spirit in Jesus name we pray and all God's people say Amen, amen and Amen. So I want us to do the following first. I want us to honor the Lord in our, in, with our giving because we have moved into this season and we'll say that again and again until we see it manifest and then we're going to pray for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Is that okay? So can we do that so father thank you that as we take up ties and offerings tonight lord i want to pray for supernatural seeds tonight in jesus name even for everybody that's online of us tonight father i want to thank you lord that in this night that a supernatural harvest will be activated in the believers lives lord lord i believe that we have entered a season of the supernatural and lord i pray for that tonight in jesus christ's name amen and amen can we do that can we honor the lord first of our giving will not you come here to the front? You guys can go there at the back. Let's honor the Lord. Let's go, guys. Let's bless the Lord. Let's bless the Lord. Or let's honor the Lord with our tithes and our offerings. Can we do that? And then after that, I'm going to pray for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Let's just honor the Lord. Everybody online as well. Come on, let's play this bora batata beyandro boshtara bakatra beyandro bokora bakatra yandro rebetse rebesh shorobokora bakatata beyandro boshtara bokora batara We thank you king jesus robonda rabatra boshtara bokora bakatata beyandro boshtara thank you jesus bora beyandro boshtara Roba bosh, andro boş, robokor, andro Amen.